the bar for strip club DJs is so fucking low. Yeah. I'll, I mean, they're horrible people. I'll be the first to say that. Um, a lot of ones that I've worked in who are like, like veteran and have been doing it for like over 10 years are usually like bald, weird, and lie a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Working overtime, serve beer at a Bushwick dive, just trying to stay alive. But it's so damn hard But I'm well not worry Though life ain't going as I planned I heard it be hard But it's so much harder Well I keep doing the best I can Best I can Yep. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, welcome in and welcome under. Welcome to Under the Apron, the podcast where a lot of people have been asking us about our skincare routine recently. Uh, I personally get an hour of sleep for every shot I take. Uh, and how about my uh, my co-host, Mikey Ringlight? What are you doing with your skincare? <laughs> So many curveballs, so many curveballs. Uh, you know, actually, I did just work uh, a private event for a fashion week uh, skincare routine um, regimen, which I think is the future. This is going to be the, this is the beginning of the de-aging, like the de-aging of humanity through through products. Like genuinely, like, like it, you know, give it 10 years, this company is going to be doing like human stem cell fucking develop so point being i'm getting in on that you know? now that we now that we have to pull this fucking thread too too hard but do you guys know about uh the the that there's like a skincare company that uses supposedly uses like or, or skincare process that i think uses like the skin of baby korean penises get out of here i swear to god uh, that's been around for a while it has been right it's been around for a while yeah, are you are you guys dead ass right now? No, one hundred percent. Yeah, Korean babies, and they were like, I mean, they this is like a popular on like Oprah and shit. They like they don't say, hey, this is from the skin of baby penises, but they they like that that product that's literally that's actually made from that um, has is, is like very popular, crazy. So did Oprah put that under everyone's seats at the end yeah, of the well, show? No, just just the the baby Korean boy, and then you have to rub it on yourself. Uh, you gotta do it yeah. yourself. Yeah, That's yeah, fair. yeah. She That's she fair. goes all out. Uh, okay. Well, Mikey, how are you feeling? I'm doing great, man. I um I just drove upstate and went over to my parents' place, and I rebuilt their fucking mailbox, dude. Hell yeah! I'm doing fucking upstate shit, dude. That's sick. Um, what one last thing before we introduce our our uh, guest, who's been kind enough to let us talk a bunch of shit right now. Um. I'm going, um, this is the last thing I have to do, the last responsibility I have before I leave tomorrow morning for a week-long bachelor party in Vermont. So oh, I'm already nice. drinking some beer, I'm smoking some weed, I'm on vacation mode, so uh, please excuse me if I'm a little extra or whatever. But oh, yeah. uh, I'm excited. Right. Check you, gotta out warm, you gotta warm up for that kind of shit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, shout out to my homie Matt Fortier who's about to get married and who's... Uh, going to beat his brain into potential retardation this week um yeah all right so now michael if you will 
introduce our audience. All right. So um, I met this man uh, working at the bar. Well, actually, we, I don't think we worked together necessarily, but he was working and I was hanging out there because I used to work there, but um, at public assembly in Brooklyn. Um, we didn't really know each other. Uh, full disclosure, back then, we weren't really friends. We hung out a handful of times. Uh, then my band went on tour in, what, 2017, something like that, 2018. Yeah, it, was like right, it was like right before the hurricane, I think. Yeah, that's a, that sounds right. Um, and uh, yeah, we went on tour and we played a show. He came to the show. We went back to his place afterward. Oh, sorry, we were on tour. We were in Houston. He lives in Houston now. Um, we went back to his apartment complex and we're up till like six o'clock in the morning with a bunch of people tripping on acid in this uh, this artist guy's apartment that kind of smelled like poop. Yeah, um, finger, pa- finger, yeah finger painting with him. Uh, shout out, Ray. Was that his name? Ray, right? Yeah, yeah that was Ray. <laughs> Shout out, Ray. Uh, but Joe has worked in bars and restaurants all over the country. Uh, he he moved to Houston, where he worked in a couple restaurants. And as he said, quote, eventually tripped over his dick into becoming a strip club, club DJ. So here we are. Uh, you might know him as Joe Bingo. You might know him as the urban chow boy, Mr. Joe Hanrahan. Woo! Yeah, bro. Howdy, boys. Welcome. <laughs> Is that real? Are you are you a strip club DJ? Yeah, yeah. Oh, three years. <laughs> what, <laughs> dude? What? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, uh, you got to you got to tr- you got to trip over your dick to do it. That's how it works. Okay. I never saw myself getting the job. It just kind of happened. <laughs> dude, how did it happen? Well, it was like during unemployment. Well, not an, I was on unemployment during the uh, the pandemic, you know, and that was sweet. I loved it. I was getting money. I was like buying gold jewelry with it, <laughs> and um, it started to run out. And I was uh, talking to my buddy uh, over at uh, a dinner. We were at Benny Hahn at the time, which is pretty tight. Um, and uh, he's just like, "Yeah, uh, our buddy, you know, uh, Chase works at this place. You should go check it out." If you want a job, I'm like, sure. So I went, I, I uh, you know, I went in, they uh, gave me a night of training, just kind of see where I was at. Um, it's Persian owned. Uh, my manager's Persian. He's got like a very thick accent. He's just like, so you a DJ before? I'm like, eh, kind of. I mean, I like, I played like <laughs> records at bars and like, you know, I DJ happy hour. But like, it's so, like, yeah, you, you, so you'll know how to uh, mix the music and uh, bring and, and bring the vibe. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> but um, I'm just thinking to myself, like, hey, why not just, like, go, like, you know, worst things worse, I could just, like, you know, announce the girl on stage and say that I've done that, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of, like, loosened up and, like, had fun with it. And then they called me back, and I've been doing it ever since. Crazy. Well, was that been three years, you said? Three years. Love it. Yeah, man, the pandemic helped a lot of people find their real passion in life, you know? <laughs> it gave us all time to pause and say, what am I doing here? I want to do what I want to be doing. And you figured it out, man. I mean, I don't know if like my passion in life is like pestering women so they can go on stage. But like, I don't know. I mean, the money's good. I only work three days a week, which is nice. That's dope. I would love to jump into into, We're going to jump into that job more, um, you know, later on in the podcast, because there's so many questions that I have for you. Um, All right. So, but we are going to uh, jump right into story time. So, uh, Joe, the floor is yours. What do you got for us? 
I like looked down and I could like see the inside of my leg basically. I will never suck your dick. <laughs> I wound up watching Back to the Future getting fucked up with Doc Brown. As he like sits her on the stool, I no joke, she shit herself. Oh like, no! <laughs> Dude, the story's crazy guys. It's story time. So uh, I was working one night and it was kind of slow and dragging and um, uh, it just like it was just like you know when you're not making money some nights it just sucks and the girls get like all cranky and like I have to like ask them like it's like pulling seats to get them on stage and it was just like everyone's kind of bummed out like the customers are just being annoying manager has the hair up his ass so like it's just like a bad vibe in the club and then like it's kind of late at night like you know you're there's a certain point where you know if you're gonna get money or not like after. After like three o'clock, you kind of know already. So it's kind of winding down. Everyone's like ready to get the fuck out of there. And um, one of these, uh, this girl comes up to me and she's like, Hey, can you play some Selena? I'm like, Yeah, fuck, I'll play some Selena. So I uh, put on Como the Floor. And like this Cuban girl, this Cuban dancer who like refuses to go on stage, just like comes up on stage and like, all the Cuban girls start vibing. All the customers start vibing. Like, they want me to play more Selena. I start playing more Selena. Everyone's having a fucking really good time. And it just kind of, like, changed the whole vibe around. That vibe just, like, switching. And, like, you know, you just feel, like, the uh, the energy change. It's really cool. Yeah. So then afterwards, um, I'm walking around. And, like, I, I see her in the locker room. Like, you know, as we're all getting ready to go. I'm like, hey, uh, you did the Selena, right? Just like. I want us to let it go, Ness. What? She wants us to let it go, Hilarious. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, that's a generational gap right there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like 41, <laughs> and like all of these girls are like in their early 20s. So it's but it never like, knew yeah. Selena got There was no other option than. than than Mexican Selena. Joe, I had a question. Uh, how do you get, do you get tipped out by the girls? Yeah, that's the, yeah, let me ask you. No, that's, it's, it's a good question. Cause like nothing really makes sense from the outside until you work in the strip club, just like the way it's run. It's like very, and the one I'm at is very old school. Um, so the way it is, you, the girls can pay at the door $30 to be left off stage. Or they can pay me twenty to be left off stage, and the club is, I work at. Sorry, really. What is left off stage? What does that mean? So, it's I work at a club where girls do not make money on stage when they go on stage to dance. Okay, they have to. They're going to make money in the back dance area, um, giving lappies or going upstairs to VIP and like entertaining up there. Like sure. I, uh, you know, what I do is I basically have to go around and bug women like to be like hey do you want to go on stage they might have a customer going in i leave them alone for that they might be with the customer i'm gonna leave them alone they could be eating i'm just gonna be like you know their feet hurt but i mean at the same time like i still have to get the stage running and the nights i work is like thursday friday saturday so it's back to back so i might bug you and you might not be there but i'm gonna come back and bug you like right. repeatedly if like i can't find somebody on the stage i like walk around the club like three times looking for a girl sometimes yeah. and you can just also just give me $20 and I'll leave you alone. <laughs> wow. wow. That, that does sound old school. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, there, there's no way you would know how that works unless you've worked at a strip club. That is very, no, 
very niche. Yeah. Dude. Hyper specific. Wow. No, hold on. I have so, I have so many questions, man. Do you, yeah. Shoot. Do you, the first thought in my head is, do you lean into being obnoxious so that no. so, to, to make them want to give you money to get away and get out of your face? No. Okay. No, not at all. A lot of DJs do that, and like the bar for strip club DJs is so fucking low. Yeah, I'll, I mean, they're horrible people. I'll be the first to say that. Um, a lot of ones that I've worked in who are like like veteran have been doing it for like over ten years are usually like bald, weird, and lie a lot. <laughs> My second question is: Would it not benefit the the dancer to? Is it almost it's almost like a commercial for them, right? So like, yeah, the going on stage is actually effective in selling, like getting later sales after the fact because people see them. And now yeah. I want a girl who's on stage. Oh, like when a girl goes on stage, like I want her to look good. I want her to like you know feel sexy. I want her to feel good because if she's feeling sexy and feeling herself up there, she's gonna get tip. She's gonna get a dance afterwards, and I'm probably gonna get a tip out of it. Right. You know, or she'll be more willing to go on stage later, which is like even better for me in some cases. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it is free advertisement. It's just like, it's a hassle. Like you have to go up there. You have to like get on your knees sometimes. Like some girls like, uh, outfits might have rhinestones on them and they might break off and they could really cut up your knees if you're doing floor work as a dancer. Um, you get sweaty if you really get into it. If you start doing pole work, like, I mean, I saw a girl fall off the pole for the first time. Like, I think it was the first time in my whole, like second time. Oof. Um, like uh, last week or it was two weeks ago. And I just like, it was like, just stay off. Don't worry about it. You know, like, I don't want anyone getting hurt up there, but that's, uh, no, it's hard work. Like going on the stage is not easy and I wouldn't want to do it. I'm a yeah, white no. guy. I can't dance for shit. Anyway, uh, unless anybody else has uh, anything else to say about the strip club, uh, I, I, we can move on to topic roulette. Uh, for those at home yeah. listening, if you haven't heard uh, our podcast before the topic roulette, is Mike and I have brought a topic. Our guest has brought a topic. We don't know about the topic beforehand. And we discuss each one for about eight minutes. So who, who wants to go first? Well, quickly, can I, uh, Laurent, are we doing the one that I sent you? Sure. Uh, I'm down. Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. Uh, Joe, do you want to go first or up to you? Uh, sure. Uh, shitty customers. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Joe, you can start. Uh, yeah, just uh, strip club customers are terrible. They're dumb as shit, <laughs> and half of them can't read. <laughs> no, I try to hide. I, like, I turn the lights off when I'm in the booth and just like try to like not like have anyone see me or like know that I'm up there. Yeah, shitty customers, man. I mean, geez, I, I could go all fucking day on that. You know what I was thinking about recently is um, the the ratio of shitty customer. Noti notably shitty customer to notably good customer is so dramatic that you are hyper aware anytime you interact with a genuinely good customer. Like oh, the bar is so low. Yeah, it's so low. low that when you Super meet somebody who's just says please and thank you, maybe you know asks about your day, offers you a shot, or and this is really important, is actually fun and interesting to talk to. Like yeah. if they. Like if they make the effort to to have a conversation with you, it's not some generic bullshit. They actually like they're funny and they're like you. You're actually happy that they're there. What the, yeah. the 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 rarity of of having a customer that you're like, dude, I I like this person. I'm glad that they're here with me right now. It's yeah. so it's so rare, and that that shows you just like that's a, like the percentage wise. Percentage yeah. wise, say you get about two percent 
great customers, 20% somewhere in the middle, and the rest is pretty fucking shitty. Yeah, dude, I I'd li- I like literally like call my mom and like tell her that I had a great customer today. Like that that's how <laughs> that's how fucking that's how fucking rare it is. You know, Laurent and I always talk about uh uh customers who kind of like uh either skirt the line or completely misjudge like the relationship between customer and bartender. You know, it comes up a lot. People who get way too familiar too fast, whatever. This guy did the opposite. He was like the way too familiar bartender. Which oh. I don't think I've really experienced that <laughs> besides from him, which tells me like it really tells me like young man's like a young man's issue. Like he he just hadn't been doing it long enough, but like he would like chat up people who clearly didn't want to talk. Yeah. And and I do I told my man that was like when I was you know, I was probably six years in at the cellar at that point. I told my manager, I was like, this is I was like, first thing you see wrong with this guy, fucking get rid of him because I don't like him at all. Like he's garbage. Um but uh yeah. <laughs> I've seen it before. I've I've, I've met a couple uh, people and and been in a bar with with bartenders who are like way too in your face. Yeah, either, either just like flirting with girls in a way where they're like proactively doing it, you know, and like right, right, right. don't really want, which is weird enough. Or just like there was a there's a guy who bartends near me who like he'll just walk off and drink with everybody and be like, hey, what's going on? Like like as though he's like the the fucking like he's throwing a party at his own house and he's hosting but it's like dude there's like four people waiting for drinks i don't know you can you not be that close to my face like i like it's nice that you do cocaine but can you not make like i don't ha- i don't want to have to deal with the amount of cocaine that you've done um so yeah i've definitely i've seen it a couple of times uh, hilarious but he's just like bringing everybody back to his house afterwards because he probably is <laughs> I just, I just need some affection in my life, bro. <laughs> just no, hold he, it on to it. He does. He just keeps the bar open with that, whoever he wants to keep after. Right. And we'll, he'll, I've seen it. And he'll he'll just be there till like seven or eight. Listen, oh, after the fact, after you close the bar, sure, you can act like that if you want to. Still, yeah. you. But during. Don't during, let people wait while you're working. That's like the whole thing. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. Want drinks. Exactly. Like you're also there to make money, make fucking money. Dude, sure, that's the only single time. I've seen him play a game of pool while like people are waiting to. <laughs> okay, uh, we are going to move on to our topic. Uh, Mike, would you like to present it? Yeah, sure. Um, this one's uh, maybe a little bit more boring, but um, than the last topic. But so, Laurent, I assume, uh, Joe, were you still in New York in 2010? Were you in New York at that time? That's like right when, I, no, I was, I was in New York. That's like, I was in a 2010 to 11. I only made it there on that island for like good year. And then I had to get the fuck out. It was hey, just too much for me. It is what it the is. The rats, the garbage on the streets. <laughs> sure. All the generational wealth. Um, fair enough. But, uh, so you might remember then in 2010, Laurent, you were working in New York 2010, right? Yeah. No, so no, I, I lived in DC from uh, oh. 09 to 11. So I, I came okay. at the end, near the end of uh, 2011. You might have some insight on this. I wonder I wonder if, if it spread farther than New York. But so it was around 2010. No, it wasn't around. It was 2010 when they started to make businesses put their, uh, their, their, uh, the health department started making them put their grades yep. on the front window. Right. Yeah. Joe, is this ringing any bells? Do you remember? Yeah, no, I remember those. So my question, my question is, okay, sorry. No, no. So, so for, for about a month before this grading system was going into place, uh, uh, life was miserable working in the service industry in New York, or at least it was in my, my place and other people that I knew who worked close by to me. Um, 
everything changed like everything had to be in these like fucking sealed things and you know i mean all stuff that should be like that anyway but they they up the standards so much more and like you know something that used to just you could put a lid on it now you have to put saran wrap on it and you know yada 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 um so so my question is do you think something like that or or the state that that the health department stuff has gone to in new york do you find that to be over the top is it necessary is some of it necessary what are your thoughts um i mean all for safety i'm like you know it's like you're dealing with people's health so you should definitely take that into consideration and like you know don't spit in their drinks like don't (laughs) have slime in the ice machine like you know um change out the bar olives more often it's not that much shit but i do remember when um in 2010, when the uh, health department came through uh, public service when I was working, and it fucking sucked. Like, they were just, like, we had to shut down an entire bar, like, while they were, like, looking through the bottles and seeing if there was any bugs in it, which is, like, yeah, you should look for bugs, but also don't do it while the bar is, like, open. I, there was a place that I used to work at where we had a whole playbook for if and when they came in. There was a code word. That would be set over the over the walkie-talkie, and the hostess would have to walk, would have to share it, basically like a telephone. Tell the they would tell whoever the closest waiter, who would then spread it to the next waiters who had to go to the bar, who had to tell. So by within thirty seconds to like a minute, everybody had to know. And then just like you have side work, we all had uh like it it it's stop doing your work immediately as department stations as soon as soon as you hear like you know, Pinocchio or whatever the word was, you stop doing what you're doing and you immediately start doing the depo- whatever station you had. So like cleaning the bins or like making sure that the trash is t- or whatever it was. So like that shit was, it, it, people took that very, very seriously. Um, but I don't really know how I, how I feel about it at the end of the day. Yeah. The, 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 the thing I could say, um, you know, first of all, I agree with you guys. There should be, there definitely should be health standards. That's like, obviously because it's it's there's so many like you said joe owners love to fucking cut corners like that that shit would be so horrible and rampant if there wasn't standards but i guess my biggest issue is that i think the the rating system is flawed you know like letters that's it's insane it makes no sense like you can you can okay this is one example we had we had a exactly what you said before joe there was some there was a fly one fly i think made its way into a bottle of rum or something like that at the end of the That's bar. That's what they do. Yeah, and and that brought us down. Like, that little thing nudged us over in terms of, like, because you get points, right? The points are negative for, right. for each infraction. And, like, so say we had, like, one minor infraction. and we were, but So we you were went still, from, like, an A to a B. An A to a B because of one fly, you know, yeah. and now that's on the that's on the front of the restaurant, you know. If we're doing points, they should do it uh, out of a hundred, then do yeah. it out of points. Yeah. You know, sure. if you get three points off, you get a ninety-seven. That like that makes perfect sense to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a New York City public school kid or something. But I mean, it's know, also like, like you know, I, I I don't know what the fuck is the difference between a B and a C is. It's like B, right. like you know. It's fine to drink the water. C, you should. You're gonna get sick after you drink the water. D, <laughs> like you know, you're just gonna get some horrible foodborne illness. You gotta <laughs> they chop up all the food in the back on like uh, floor mats. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's arbitrary and and I think fear inducing. You yeah. know, and totally fear inducing. Also, I think. And I'll, 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 sorry, sorry to cut you off, Laurent, but I mean, 
Also, it being New York City, I'm sure you can always just like skirt the whole situation by handing a manila envelope to some big city like, you know, fat cat, right. and then yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I, I would, I agree with you at least in, um, maybe, maybe not directly like that because the place that I was talking about that had that whole code shit was owned by one of the wealthiest restaurant owners in the city. So if they didn't, if they didn't feel they, and they clearly didn't feel comfortable. So if they're not feeling comfortable. I'm not sure that anybody's paying these guys off directly, but it does feel very subjective. And I know that it, that, um, biases like uh, can come into play. Like, uh, there's been a couple of bars that I've known about where they either pissed off the cops somehow or pissed off the actual inspectors somehow, or, or something went on in their bar, um, and and they've got they've gotten shitty grades and they're like we don't really know like our bar was clean like like I know I know the things were in place and meanwhile I've worked at places that I just don't see how it could <laughs> possibly even if you gave them a day yeah get, yeah get an A and they get an A every time so yeah it, it's certainly subjective and uh you know vulnerable to bias sure. Yeah, I've definitely walked into places that have an A, and I'm like, this place doesn't smell like it has an A. Yeah. Like, yeah. not even close. Yeah. <laughs> not even fucking close. Now, if we could give customers a rating system, now, now we're, we're talking. Now something. Now we're talking, dude. That yeah, would be sick, dude. We, 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 go to, we should open a bar where one of the novelties of being in the bar is that you have to wear, like, a digital thing. And the bartenders can either raise your score or lower your score throughout the day. And the higher your score is, the cheaper your beers are. <laughs> Yo, that's actually kind of sick. So, I'm picturing too. Picturing too. Like, how did your parents meet? Like, well, they both were a C one night, and uh, they, <laughs> they right. had they had no other option. That's right. That's right, dude. <laughs> but like, it would that everybody would be trying to be the best possible customer they could be because they want to buy their beer for cheap. So you, you either have. A, a really pleasant bar experience as the bartender and maybe not making so much money or a really shitty experience, but you're making tons of money because they're all fucking paying like three times what the beers were. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. Let's open this place. Joe, you'll be the DJ. Okay. I don't know if anybody has anything else that they want to add uh, before we kind of move on towards the end of the show. Laurent, am I forget it? Am I making this up or did you say earlier on in the show you wanted to, there's something you wanted to talk about we're gonna, we're gonna right? save that for another time little did i okay. know we were having on a, a strip club dj which is like going that for sure we're going to talk about that for 20 minutes because how could we not so um we'll, we'll do that one another time um it's a, pod, it's a pod first yes it is a pod first and i'm so fucking thankful that you brought this man to, to us that's just specific... Any, anything for mike anything hell for mike. yeah hell yeah hey man i told you he uh he he hit me up he hit me up. He was like, yo, what's up? Like, let's do this. You know, like Joe and I, I the majority of Joe. I listen to the pod. I love it. I love you guys. Hell yeah. Appreciate oh, it. Man. Awesome, man. Thank you. That's yeah. Funny. But but the, the majority, it's funny, like the majority of Joe and I's relationship has been like two dudes, like appreciating each other's memes and shit posts on Instagram. <laughs> like, like that's a fact. There's no other way to describe our relationship. Like <laughs> Sopranos memes. And oh, dude. Sopranos. All day. Weird All art day. shit, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. So I, I think he I posted something about the podcast and he responded and was like, dude, let me know if you want me on. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, that, awesome. I, I don't know how I feel about this, but I have realized that I've 
fallen into the trap of like I used to call my friends for check-ins, like especially you know ones who don't live around around me. Well, you we'll we'd have like a thirty-minute, even hour-long conversation once a month, once every two or three months, whatever. Now it's just like I can just we'll just meme. I'll I'll, just, I'll send you a fucking TikTok that I like. You send me a TikTok that you like. You know, yeah. a meme, and and we're ba- that like our our conversations, our relationship has just been relegated to that stuff, and it's fun. And it's easier, but I'm like, have I, uh, have I been sucked into the system? You know, I've been thinking about this actually lately. Did someone just rip ass? No, no, that's my phone. Uh, I got it on silent. Oh, Out of respect for the podcast. Your phone for <laughs> Silenced, but deadly. Come on. It like vibrates. Um, beautiful. Let's go, Sorry. Mike. I like that one a lot. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, what's it called? Uh, yeah. So I, I actually was thinking about this the other day. I feel like the people who you can have still like a beautiful nice relationship with through sending each other fucking dumb memes and videos yeah are the same people that you can not see for a long time and a they're never going to give you shit for not seeing them for a long time and b you guys will pick up exactly where you left off which is what i think meme culture is it's like these little reminders of people that you love and you fucking pass them around and show them your love there you go making them laugh you know or whatever it is yeah or we've been sucked into the matrix. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to move on towards to the uh, towards the end of the show. Um, Mike, the floor is yours, my friend. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Chris Marcella's Fast 10. We're going 10 tonight. All right. So Joe um, and anyone at home or in their cars or uh, in their earbuds um, listening who does not know the Fast the Fast 10 there it is. <laughs> that vibrating phone. It's killing me. The Fast 10 is uh, it's going to be 10 rapid-fire questions. Joe is going to take no time. Whatever comes to his head first, he's going to send it right back. All right. All right, Joe, Hold you on. ready? I'm ready. Chris Marcellus, Fast 5, or 10. Okay, number one. Your favorite Spice Girl. <laughs> oh, Ginger. Yeah. Yo, you and me too. I'm with you, 100%. Number two, if you had to get one celebrity tattooed on you right after this show, who would it be? Elvira. Hell yeah, dude. Brilliant. (laughs) Number three, I wrote this one for you, Joe. Number three, basic instinct or wild things? Basic instinct. I mean, just Harry Michael Douglas and love. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) ah. <laughs> All right. Number f- <laughs> number four. <laughs> My fantasy football league's blowing up. Let's go. All right. Number four. Your apartment is on fire. Your cats have already been secured and they're safe. You can grab three items from your apartment. What are you grabbing? Gold jewelry and, uh, if I can, uh, my flat top grill. Oh, yes. Okay. Number five. Do you fuck with rodents? Uh, yeah, I think they're cool. I got a squirrel that I feed outside, and uh, to be honest, rats, as long as they didn't have like pestilence or whatever, I, I, I'm cool with rats. Yeah, beautiful. Number six, and we touched on this earlier in the show, this is a bit of a callback. You're, uh, you're working one night at your current job. One of the girls calls out, you have to get on stage. What song are you putting on? Oh, Throat Baby, 100%. 
Who? Was it? Throat Baby by uh, BKS1. It's a romantic song. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> All right, I think that's our. I think that's going to be our sign-off song. Yeah, for sure, oh, Bro, baby. All right, uh, number seven. <laughs> number seven. Do you believe in life after love? Yes, I do. Cheryl's right on that. Perfect. Number eight. Uh, you're playing basketball with friends. You make a sweetest test. Are you going in for a high five or a high ten? I'm gonna do the ten. Like you it. just got to pump them up. You got to rhythm, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Number nine. Do you like your broccoli steamed or sautéed? Sautéed. Steam's disgusting. My dad used to steam it. It's all limp and gross. <laughs> and also, you can't put garlic in there when it's sautéed. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. And number 10. Uh, you're on death row. What's your last meal and drink? Oysters and mezcal. Hey, there we go. I going like out it. hard. Going out hard. Oysters. Well, not the oysters. Also a delicious <laughs> breakfast. Okay. <laughs> they don't call him the urban chow boy for nothing. There you go. <laughs> oysters and mezcal for breakfast, sushi and cocaine for dinner. Let's go. Well, you got it, baby. <laughs> um, all right, man. Joe, this has been awesome. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been a blast. Especially for... You Love know, him. from all the way in outer space. It's it's very nice for you to... Hey, H-Town, baby, the space city. Let's go. <laughs> solid solid service. Solid service, um, too. Mike, love you. Always a pleasure. Skin's looking Wait. Great. I Wait. know. Oh, we got it. Oh, you oh you got it? Sorry, go on. It's Sorry, all right. Go on. All right, it's all right. Um, so, Joe, you know, you, uh, you've been prompted, prepped, prepped in... Uh, what's the word that they use for, for uh, pedophiles? Um... Uh, Predator? No, 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 no. Like what they do to children. Oh, Wait, groomed. Groomed. You've been groomed by Mike. Oh, he's been groomed oh. to, to know. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so you're like break them down. I'm like, what are you, like in jail when they when they kill them eventually? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I really explained my pedophile situation pretty poorly. Um, but uh, so Joe, we uh we always have a guest and the podcast with a, a joke or a quote. So what you got? Uh, the quote is, it only takes one, because that is, like, that's the motto of working in a strip club. If you're a dancer, it only takes one, one client, one uh, customer to come in and just, like, you know, make a shitty night, turn into a night where we're walking in with, like, two bands. Like, it only takes one. I tell girls that all the time to pump them up, and also, in life, like, you just need one shot. That's kind of weird. It's like that, that degenerate gambler in me, like. When I'm uh, when I'm on the floor and I'm like trying to get girls on stage, like I just kind of feel like a uh, blackjack dealer sometimes, you know. Just yep. being like, "Hey, good luck, baby. Go out there, make some money." Yeah. <laughs> it only takes I one. It. I love it. That's uh, perfect. Beautiful, and it's true. Keep that in mind while you're out there. It, it only takes only takes one good opportunity and change everything around. Um, so on that note, I'm gonna fuck off, go up to Vermont and do drugs for a week. Uh, Laurent, have a good bachelor party. Just want to say, if you go to a strip club, yes. don't be annoying because bachelor well, parties yeah. are the worst customers. They don't tip. They all stare at each other. And if one guy makes a move, everyone laughs at him, which is fucking so. There we terrible, go. Terrible. Right. Terrible for clubs. Couldn't have had but enjoy it. 
couldn't have more perfect timing for you for you to give me that advice a, a night before I leave for a bachelor party. So thank you for that. Um, all right, guys, it's been fun. Everybody out there, thanks for listening. We love you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks boys. Joe. Thanks, Joe. Okay, Appreciate you. Sess a little bitch, sess a little hoe. I love the way you walk, love the way you talk. Let a young nigga come play in your throat. Deep stroke your throat till I make you choke. Throw babies, I'm trying to give them to you. Throw babies, I'm trying to bust all on you. Sess a little bitch, sess a little hoe. I love the way you walk, love the way you talk. Let a young nigga come play in your throat. Deep stroke your throat till I make you choke. Throw babies, I'm trying to give them to you. Throw babies, I'm trying to bust all on you. Thank you.